It is Friday, March 17, 2023, and welcome to episode 195 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. We're here today once again with special guest Morgan Vigna, NSI fellow and former chief of staff to the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Jessica Jones, TV crime fighter and the real leader of GMU's National Security Institute, and me, Jamil Chaffer. So earlier this week, it came out that the Biden administration had approached ByteDance, the Chinese company that owns TikTok, in an effort to force ByteDance to divest itself of a highly popular social media app uh, used by up to a third of the U.S. population and over a billion people worldwide because of national security concerns. The U.S. government's review of national security challenges with TikTok has been ongoing since the Trump administration, which itself sought to force the sale of TikTok to a consortium of U.S. companies led by Oracle. Uh, the review comes out of uh, ByteDance's 2017 acquisition of a U.S. company, Musical.ly, which gave TikTok a huge boost in its domestic user base here in the U.S. Now, according to these reports, the Biden administration made it clear to ByteDance that if it doesn't divest itself of TikTok, the White House would seek a formal ban. And if it came to that, this would be the first time the U.S. has tried to do it. Back in 2020, the Trump administration was unable to broker a deal between Oracle and TikTok. They tried to ban them. TikTok went to court, got a temporary stay. The Biden administration came in and took another look at it. Uh, But look, this would have had the effect of barring TikTok from the Google and Apple app stores. There were all sorts of First Amendment challenges. Um, Ultimately, we've also seen a number of states uh, ban TikTok from college campuses, from government systems. Many federal government agencies as well have banned TikTok for their users as well. So in addition to all of this, uh, uh, there's been a movement up on Capitol Hill, Last year, Congressman Mike Gallagher, Raja Krishnamurti, Democrat from Illinois, and Senator Marco Rubio, along with others, introduced legislation to ban TikTok. Uh, This year, there's bipartisan legislation supported by the Biden administration uh, coming from Senators Mark Warner, Democrat of Virginia, and John Thune, Republican of South Dakota, uh, called the Restrict Act. That would also give the administration some tools to ban this. Uh, There's uh, the... uh, Gallagher and Christian Murphy have reached their bill, as has Mike McCall, the, the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. So there's a lot going on here. Um, but I think the first thing we should figure out is, is there an actual national security problem here? Like, Jessica, what do we think? I mean, are you skeptical of this whole national security claim about TikTok? Uh, I am not skeptical. But if I was perhaps one of the uh, I'm not a user, but one of the 100 million users here in the U.S., I might be skeptical. I I don't think the White House or Congress has really made a public um, and strong case for why the average American citizen who's just getting their news or watching videos of how to cook or their pets or animals, why they should be worried. And so I think that if you know, with the legitimate concerns, I think that we all on this show agree with, I think the government needs to do a better job messaging so that people can understand why an app is going to be removed from, you know, what is it? One in three Americans like use. So I, I have thoughts on why there's actually a problem. Morgan, what do you think? I mean, do you think that there's a case been made and what's your sense of the case? Yeah. I think about this from a, from a sort of a different perspective. You know, I'm, I'm the mother of a young daughter and I'm highly concerned about the impacts of social media on young people and young girls specifically. You layer Chinese surveillance on top of this. And I'm actually glad the Biden administration, Congress and state governments are actually looking into this and taking more action. You know, TikTok is the first commonly used social media platform to be under going this type of scrutiny. And what we're really seeing out play out here will we'll set a precedent for, for how we deal with Chinese-owned platforms in the future. This is a former Nikki Haley staffer who's the Biden administration. <laughs> I mean, this is... This, I mean, this has got to be a first. I know, you know, we can debate this, whether this is smart for the U.S. government, but I don't see that a case, a, a specific case has been made where the, the TikTok has been used for disinformation, misinformation, that we should be concerned, right? We haven't seen that case being made. And so... It, it's hard to Morgan's point. This is probably going to be the first of many conversations when it comes to decoupling from China on many, you know, top button issues. And so we got to 
we got to set a good precedent on how we're making the decision and how we're balancing interests here. Well, so, so look, I actually think you're right, but let me let me make the case for what's going on here right? or what I think is going on here. Number one, there's a ton of misinformation, misinformation on TikTok, right? Some of our own staff just, you know, this thought that like, you know, there's this whole thing about <laughs> the weather and like and like like rain, like rain percentages. I mean, there's some crazy stuff on TikTok. And by the way, a third, no, a quarter of people under the age of 30 in America use TikTok as their primary news source. I mean, this is crazy town, right? And there is evidence the Chinese have used it for disinformation around around the pandemic. Uh, and the like, they've, they've put a lot of both covert and overt misinformation going on there. And we, we know about all the QAnon videos that are running around on TikTok. So, I mean, let's just talk about that for a second. And on the on the surveillance side, we're talking about a Chinese state, Jessica, that has no difference. There's no judiciary that's independent from the executive in China. There's really no differentiation between the Chinese government and its companies, right? Every company has a member of the Chinese Communist Party on its board. So this idea somehow that there's this distinction that's American, you know, that we can sort of say, well, and, and by the way, I don't think we want to set the, the standard to be, we have to have some smoking gun to bar a Chinese surveillance platform. That's crazy town. It should be enough. It's like the balloon flying over the country. Right? It should be enough the Chinese own this platform and 100 million Americans use it. That, that This is a bad idea. This is a terrible idea. I love that I always get pushed into the corner for a position that I did not state. So that's okay. So that's fine. Um, I do think there are national security concerns. But to that point, I think that, you know, what's going on in the Hill is really important. I think rather than having CFIUS or some, you know, obscure office in the executive that's making decisions that impact hundreds of millions of Americans who are not going to even understanding that reasoning, you're, you're having public hearings, you're having testimony, you're having what should be more transparent uh, mechanisms for decision making. And you've got members of Congress who are, uh, I don't know, representatives for these people who can communicate to their constituents what the concerns are and how they're making these decisions, right? So that you actually have an American public supportive of a ban on TikTok. Morgan, what about that? Congress yeah. should do this, not, not, not the Biden White House that you love now. <laughs> Well, all I can say is Jessica and Jones is just not going to win on this one. Um, <laughs> ultimately, look, I think this is going to be played out in the courts. You know, Jamil, as you mentioned, the Trump administration tried to ban TikTok and really wasn't able to demonstrate that, you know, being Chinese owned constitutes a national security threat. Um, look, the burden is on the Biden administration to provide sufficient evidence that this is the case. When it comes to Congress, I think this really is a unique opportunity for partnership between the White House and Congress and what appears to be a bipartisan issue. You know, Congress in particular can keep the momentum going through rigorous oversight and continue to publicly bring attention to this issue. Uh, I expect fireworks specifically at next week's House hearing when ByteDance's CEO is coming to testify. You know, so far he's doubled down on saying that, you know, divesting isn't going to solve the problem. Uh, and instead for, has called for, you know, monitoring and separately storing U.S. user data. You know, something tells me Congress isn't going to buy this. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting. And I, I will press just again for kind of these open um, processes and, you know, congressional hearings. You know, we the U.S. stands opposed to the Chinas and Iran's that just that shut down the Internet, who shut down companies who tell their, their citizens what they can or cannot do. Right. And so we stand in contrast to that. So I, I'm not again, I'm not saying that we should have TikToks on our phones. I, I am support of such real smart policies and oversight. But I do think it's important that the American public understands why they're not supposed to be using these apps. <laughs> I mean, this idea, this idea that somehow like we're we're like the we're burning books. We are okay. the, banning a Chinese surveillance tool that 100 million Americans use every day. Is not like it's not like Fahrenheit 451. I, mean, I don't give think you made the case that it's a surveillance tool to most to the hundred of million Americans who are using it. Uh, they think it's, right. a, it's well, a free, freedom of speech. Come on. 
Well, that, well, that's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Alcon and Rachel Domino from NSI and Claude Jennings for their help producing today's episode. Join us again on Monday for another great episode of Fault Lines, the podcast that gets you smart fast on the national year debates shaking up America. And if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.